Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose, where you can reignite your faith, pursue your passion, and live with intention. Hi there, I am Rosie, and I am your sister in Christ. You know, I know we all have moments, times, and even seasons in our lives where we struggle with our faith, where our passion for Christ just isn't what it used to be. Sister, you are in the right place, and you are in a safe space, because you're safe with God and in the arms of Jesus. My mission is to help you to get back that relationship with God the way it used to be, or even better, to live out that purpose, that purpose that He set out just for you, and to live with intention just like Jesus did. In this podcast, you will get encouragement for your heart through God's Word and strategies that will help you identify the lies from the truth. Welcome home, sister. Well, hello, my beautiful sister and friend. I'm so grateful that you can join me today for another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. So I want to start uh, by letting you know that today I decided to bring you a little inspiration I read quite recently in a book uh, that I will be talking about. I read uh, some of the book. I'm not done with it yet, but it was super inspiring. And I thought I, I, sh- I definitely want to bring you this message because it's super applicable to this podcast. And so, you know, as you know, this podcast, I talk about reigniting your faith, pursuing your purpose and living with intention. And so today I'm going to talk about pursuing your purpose. So pursuing your purpose. Number one, I, I set, set a, a number of times and I will keep saying it again and again. Our number one purpose in life is to love God with all our hearts, soul and strength. And that is the first commandment, right? That is our number one reason that we are here to love God, to serve God, to be with God, to connect with God, to have a relationship with God, right? That That is really our ultimate purpose. I think about, you know, the second greatest commandment as well, love your neighbor as yourself. So how, as we love one another. And one of the things that we can do in serving our purpose here on earth is in actually serving others. This is this is a great purpose to serve one another, to serve either, of course, uh, both brothers and sisters in the church because we definitely need to be here for each other within our community of believers right that is so important um it is emphasized throughout the book especially throughout the book of acts but um also i I think about how we are called to serve others who are in need so both needs inside and outside the church so whenever you see someone hungry whenever you see someone in a difficult financial time and, uh, you know, what, what do we do when you see someone who's feeling more lonely than usual, when you see uh, that someone should be visited that is in, a, in, in the hospital or in a, in a bad medical shape or maybe to serve them with food? I mean, things like that, like it's to serve one another. You know, I think about the scripture in John 13, where Jesus talks about washing one another's feet. And, you know, the, the disciples hesitated when they were seeing that Jesus was washing uh, their their feet. But, you know, Jesus said, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And so Jesus was like the number one person who was going to be the example of serving. And then so, you know, when he when he finished, when he finished washing their feet, he said, now I in verse 14, I your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. 
So this is why I'm bringing you this episode, because I feel that it is so important to remember that one of our purposes here on earth is to serve each other and really be there for those that need us. And I think that that is instrumental also to our walk with God and to our faith. And it really also does wonders for our hearts, because when we serve and we get we get out of ourselves and we just stop focusing on just our own problems, because we all have problems, you know, and, and some sometimes will be more difficult than others. Of course, we have seasons right in our lives. But when we start focusing on others and and really helping and serving others it actually helps us in our walk with god it helps strengthen us it encourages us so it's a reward in and of itself so that's why i bring you this episode just to bring you a little inspiration of this book that i've been reading and the things that i've been learning and um, i pray that it inspires you and that it blesses you all right so here we go enjoy Welcome back to another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. I'm Rosie. Hello. And I am your host. And I am so happy that you can join me today. All right. Well, today I'm going to share with you something that I have been reading recently. It's from a book that God has really put on my heart to start reading and just not keep putting it off, but just pick it up and start. This is a book that was given to my husband and I, and actually to all of the people who attended our most recent church conference that we had, World Conference. And I mentioned in the last episode, it was an amazing time. And it's one of the uh, items that we were giving as a gift in our gift bag. And it was, it's such a gift. You know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is a challenging book. I already can see it. I mean, I'll be honest, I was not going to be reading it for a while. I I didn't intend it. I have other books I've been reading too, but I was like, um, hmm. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. So the book is called, I Was Hungry, The Christian Response to Poverty. So this book uh, is, and and again, I just started reading the first two chapters, but um, this book is just really for us. It's for the Christian. It's for the disciple of Jesus, for those who have chosen to follow Jesus and a call for us to meet the needs of the poor. All right. So, you know, I'm afraid I was afraid to pick up this book because I knew it was going to challenge me. It's not like I don't give to the poor. It's not like we don't give to charity. It's not like we don't, you know, I don't go and give a few bucks to like someone on the street that asks for it when I have it. It's not like I don't do that. I do that. You know, I've done other things, been part of some projects and, um, you know, did different things to help homeless people. Like, it's not like I have not done any of this. But what happens is I knew when I would pick up pick up this book, I knew that I would get insight in here. And I I probably would start feeling badly because I know that there's a lot of poverty in the world. And that is actually something that has been on my mind lately. I don't know, God put it on my heart. You know, it's been something that has been there even before I got this book. And I think it was when I was just really thinking about being grateful and working on my gratitude, because that is one thing that I do not have need. And I'm not rich, certainly not. Uh, As you all probably know already, I am a teacher. My husband is currently a full-time student. And so we switched roles right now, you know, (laughs) for a while. So it's not like we have the greatest of incomes. So it's not that, but we have so much more. So, so, so much more than so many people in this world. And in reality, we are rich. We truly are. We really are rich. 
We really are rich in this country. So again, picking up this book, I knew that this was going to, it, I thought, I thought, well, you know, it's going to make me sad. This is going to depress me. It's going to make me feel like I can't do, I don't know what to do. Like I, this is, this is the honesty I'm sharing with you ladies right here. This is how I was honestly feeling. And particularly because I'm on a teacher's salary and because we have to watch our budget. I'm like, well, well, what else can I do? Right. So these are the, some of the things that I've been learning and God has been putting some things on my heart. And it's been amazing because so far I have already like I've been talking to my I talked to my son about this. Like, what can we do if there's more? So this has already been prompting me to like try to figure out, OK, what can I do to help more? What can I do? Right. So to give you a little background about myself, I didn't grow up at all rich, not even close. In fact, I grew up with less money that than I have now as a teacher. So my parents never graduated um, college. You know, they worked really hard. Um, they had good jobs for the most part as far as, you know, steady jobs. But as a child, there was even a time my mom told me that we were on food stamps for a short period of time because it was necessary for for a time. She didn't really want to stay on there. She wanted to do whatever possible to get out of it. So she did. And they both did. But there was a time that we had to do that. You know, they have four kids. Uh, it wasn't easy. They didn't have really family in, in the state, you know, that they were living in at the time. Uh, and so that that was a, a challenging thing. And so I grew up uh, just in, in maybe in a working class, I guess you can say the working class. So uh, I looked, you know, when when we moved down to to Miami, um, we were I went to a school where it was very uh pretty affluent. A lot of kids, you can see that they had money. And so it was kind of, I guess, uh, intimidating for me to be around some of these um, people. And some of them became my of my friends, you know, some people became my friends that were definitely the upper class. Um, so it, it, it didn't matter to us, right? You know, we, we didn't discriminate, neither did they. But but still, there was this, this sense of like, I, I could have more, right? So you know, the fortunate thing is I went to college and um, my whole, um, almost my whole university was paid for because I qualified for the Pell Grant because my parents at the time did not earn enough. So they didn't earn enough by the time I got to college. Moving here, they had to start again. Uh, so they earned even less than they did up in where we came from, from New Jersey. So it was really kind of like really more difficult when we moved down here for a while. So the I guess you can say there's always good news on the other side, right? So I was able to go to college almost debt free, which was pretty awesome. Um, so that was the good thing, right? But I, I grew up in that kind of circumstance. But even then, I was still rich. Even then, I was still rich. You know, I want to share with you some scriptures that I have been uh, studying out in this book. And it's 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 I'm going to kind of, you know, go through some of the pages and just share because there's so many scriptures in here. But maybe some of them will touch your heart. You know, I, I don't I don't doubt that many of you listening have giving to the poor uh, have, you know, do want to help the needy. Uh, absolutely. I think that is something Christ-like. And if you are a Christian and a disciple of Jesus and you really want to be a, a good Christian, right, a true Christian, you really want to do whatever you got to do, right? But so many times, you know, with the distractions of this world, we don't really think too much about it, right? We, we, we kind of get into our own zone. So I want to bring up scriptures to help remind you and all of us, really, myself included, of the importance of meeting the needs of the poor. 
Okay, so uh, in one of the chapters here, it kind of gives an overview of the uh, Old Testament, how even in the Old Testament, as far back of as the book, of, excuse me, as the law of Moses, God has always insisted that his people be actively involved in helping the poor. Okay, so um, there's scripture in Deuteronomy 15, 4 through 5 and in verse 11. It says there, there will always be poor people, excuse me, <clears throat> there's, it says, however, there should be no poor among you for in the land of the Lord, your God is giving you uh, to possess as your inheritance. He will richly bless you. If you only fully obey the Lord, your God, there will always be poor in the people of the land. Therefore, I command you to be open handed towards your brothers and towards the poor and needy in your land. And then there's another scripture it says God defends in Deut Deuteronomy 10, 18, God defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the alien and gives him food and clothing. All right, then he goes on. And again, we're still in the Old Testament. But he goes on. And even in Isaiah, there's um, it's a little bit of a longer scripture, but you can read that. I will say what it is. It's it's called true fasting and it's uh, Isaiah 58, 6 through 10. OK, and then we get into uh, Proverbs. Proverbs. Wow. Proverbs. You know, Proverbs. I'm a proverb girl. I love Proverbs. It's like my my, my jam. <laughs> so this one says in Proverbs 14, 31, he who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Proverbs 19, 17, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward him for what he has done. In Proverbs 28, 27, it says, he who gives to the poor will lack nothing, but he who closes his eyes to them receives many curses. Ooh, that one's scary, right? If we close our eyes to the poor, we ignore, we don't do anything about it. Ooh, that's not good. That is not good. All right, so we're going to go on and there's other scriptures. There's, you know, he talks about materialism. Materialism isn't necessarily, uh, he, he kind of describes, says materialism, let me, let me start by what he says first about materialism. He says, materialism is no less a threat to our churches than it was to the Laodicean community. Okay, back in, um, so he, he mentions um, the Laodiceans. But anyway, so he says one of the most useful proverbs addressing the need of moderation is Proverbs 37 through 9. Two things I ask of you, O Lord, do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. So here he is, right, writing. He's like, I don't want to be too rich because I might forget you. Okay. So he's like, I might forget you if I become too rich. And I don't want to be too poor because I might steal. Right. So if you could just give me a balance there, right. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> he wanted a little balance, but he didn't want to be, he didn't want to overdo it and he didn't want to underdo it. So then here is, um, you know, the, he speaks about the wife of noble character. This, this really touched me. So the wife of noble character, you can see that the wife of noble character was dressed up in, in fine linen and purple. So you know that she had money. Okay. The wife of noble character definitely had money. She was a businesswoman. She had servants. I mean, you can see she had money. However, what he says here is just because you have money, it doesn't mean it's bad. 
because the wife of noble character, she went, she went and gave to the poor. She gave to the poor. So that's one of the things that she did, right? In Proverbs 31, 20, she was generous. She was commended for being generous in Proverbs 31, 20. In Proverbs 31, 8 through 9, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves and for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Ooh. Wow. Proverbs 29, 7. The righteous care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. Do not withhold Proverbs 3, 27 to 28. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later, I'll give it to you tomorrow. When you now have it with you. Mm. That one was convicting for me. How many times do we say, oh, I'll give later or I'll come back. Maybe one day I'll give to that person who's like asking for money. I always see them on the, on the corner. When you actually have some or when you maybe have the power to give them some food. Or five bucks for a meal. I, I've done those things. And it's, it's not like I haven't done those things. but and, and those are good. But is there more? Is there more? These scriptures are so convicting to me. You know, in Proverbs 21, 13, it says, If a man shut his ears, shuts his ears to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. That is quite a challenging verse right there. Okay? So... And the Gospels, you know, I'll, I'll read to you a couple of Gospels, Gospel stories, because uh, Gospel verses, because we go now into the Gospels, into the New Testament. And it says in Luke 3, 10 and 11, what should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, the man with two tunics should share with him who has none. And the one who has food should do the same. In Luke 6, 20 and 24 and 25, verse 20 and verse 24 and 25. Blessed are you who are poor. For yours is the kingdom of God. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Hmm. So who are these rich that Jesus condemns, right? It says, can we safely assume that only that the only rich Jesus had in mind were the oppressors of James 5, 1 through 6? Certainly it's no easy thing for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven in Luke 18, 24, Deuteronomy 17, 17. But it is indisputable that there were rich people in the early church and they were commanded to put their hope in God rather than in their wealth and to generously share with others that which God has blessed them. 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 18. Therefore, a broad conclusion, a broad understanding of the word of God does not lead us to the conclusion that Jesus taught in the sermon that it is a sin to be rich. No, no, it's not a sin to be rich, right? As in the Sermon of the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, it is the inward orientation of the heart that is at issue. The inward orientation of the heart. So what is the heart? It's not that. So over here, right? I, I'm a teacher, teacher salary. I'm rich. It truly, I am. I mean, if you look at the statistics of world poverty and really we like I am rich, I am truly rich. OK, does that mean that because I'm rich? OK, even on a teacher salary, I'm rich because I'm rich that, oh, God's like, oh, that's messed up. You're rich. I, I don't like you or, you know, you're condemned. No, of course not. It is my heart. What is my heart? What is my heart to do with what I have? What is my heart? 
That is it. It says in Luke 6, 30, 31, give to everyone who asks you. And if everyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do as others as you would have them do unto you. Ooh, golden rule right there, right? So he's not saying that, you know, um, so he's not encouraging people to borrow and not pay back because he does say in Psalm 37, 1, the wicked borrow and do not repay. Okay. So that he's not, he's not saying that people should not borrow. If they say, look, I'm going to pay you back, then you should pay, you should pay the person back. But however, you don't always, you should, you don't always have to ask for repayment. So like if you give something, if you can afford not to have it paid back, try not having it paid back. Sometimes, sometimes it's good to do that. You know, sometimes if you, if you can afford to just not have it paid back, don't have it paid back. If it's in your heart, you know, God put that on your heart. Maybe you will bless that person, right? So that, those are some of the scriptures I wanted to share with you today. You know, there's so many others that I read and and there's just tons and tons of scriptures in here. He goes through. Um, I'm actually getting into um, next. I'll be reading about the book of Acts. And oh, my goodness, that is going also be, to be challenging because it's going to challenge um, the church as a whole. But I wanted to share with you some of the scriptures this morning because, again, God put it on my heart. I was like, you know what? I didn't want to pick up the books. I'm like, it's going to challenge me. I, I, you know, I already don't have time for a whole lot. What am I going to do? What can I do? Right. But God is putting already ideas on my heart. And I'm I'm just super excited to be able to come up with things that I can do along with my family to help more, to give more. Even if it's, you know, there's a scripture that talks about selling your possessions, sell your possessions to the poor. When he's talking to the rich young ruler. Okay, maybe you're not going to sell all your possessions, but if you have, you know, some things like you can sell or even give to a charity like that, you know, is going to give to the poor. Like if you have, you know, things you don't use anymore, make a habit of giving them, giving them out. You know, there's plenty of places who take things that you don't need anymore, but that are still useful. I'm not talking about old scraps that you can't even wear anymore. No, throw those out because, come on, <laughs> I go through my clothes that I don't, you know, I don't need anymore. And I'm like, okay, so if I were in a, in a situation where I needed clothes, would I wear this? You know, I wouldn't just give whatever, right? I, I won't give like stuff that's torn, obviously. But, you know, you can do that as well. There's so many ways you can give. And I want to challenge you today to put it in prayer. You know, how else can you give? What else can you do to give to those in need? And, you know, it doesn't even have to be strangers necessarily, although there's many, many strangers that need. It could be also your neighbor. It could be people around you, a coworker, people going through a hard time, a family member that's going through a hard time right now. It may be obviously stated that you should help them, but sometimes we don't really think, how else can we help them? What can we do? I commend my, my sisters right now, my, my sisters, my biological sisters, and my mom. They're some of the most generous people that I know some of the most generous people that I know. I wish I was as generous as them. I wish it came naturally to me like they, it does to them. I, I, I so lift them up because they have taught me so much in my life. So much. Who is that example for you? Follow that example. But most importantly, follow the example of Jesus. All right, ladies. Well, I hope and pray that you enjoyed this episode and that it was 
truly touching for you and that um, you were able to, uh, if you haven't done so while you were listening, because I know oftentimes, you know, when you listen to podcasts, we're, we're usually busy doing something and that's okay. But if you really found it helpful, I pray that you can go back to it and maybe even jot down some of these scriptures that I share with you, some of these thoughts and 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 journal about them. Think about them. Make, make a decision of how you will be more giving, how you will be more like Jesus in this way you will see a transformation happen in your heart and in your life. I guarantee you. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much again for listening. And if you loved this episode, I would definitely love to hear it. You can, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave me a review and just let me know how you liked it. Um, you know, you can leave me a rating. Um, and also on Spotify, if you don't if you have Spotify, you can just leave me that rating as well. You don't, you can't really comment on Spotify, but you can totally give me a rating. And if you um, only have Spotify and you want to tell me something and express something like about what you learn, you can also contact me via by joining our community, which is uh, in our free Facebook group. It's right in the episode details, The Intentional Christian Woman. You can always message me there as well as find me on my website, drivinginherpurpose.com and contact me that way. I would love to hear from you. All right. Well, I hope you have a beautiful week and I'll see you in the next one.